Oh, well, right. here, well, here we are. Six We're days here. out for the Builder Show. Five days out. I don't know. Actually, this is this is releasing. This is post-Builder Show. Post-Builder Show. Yeah. But we're recording right before the Builder Show, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, I love the Builder Show. I like to travel. But you know what I hate about it is um, business up top, party below. Is that, that doesn't make sense. That sounds inappropriate. You mean inappropriate. gym shoes? I'm talking about like we're in Zoom boxes. You start moving your oh. hands like really short. Here. Oh, you have to like be presentable. And yeah, you have to be presentable. Like yeah. I'm not used to this. This Andrew, is Andrew, you're going to have to be a real human next week. Yeah. Same with you, Beth. You got like oh. uh, a cookie monster pajamas on probably right now. Don't tell I'm Mike. I'm just kidding. Totally. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. I think I don't, no one knows. That's the point. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. It's a mystery. And shopping is, I think every year someone's like, oh, here goes Andrew talking about his pants again. Um, like shopping. So e-com, I love it. Oh you're this size or this size, you click the button, that looks good, shows up at your door. But then you're like, oh, shoot, that doesn't fit my body, my special body, if you remember that. But then you go Welcome local. to being a woman. I know. Not mm. a man, not yet a woman. Is that a girl? Oh, That's a Britney song. Spears. Christina Aguilera, not a girl. Oh, is that Britney Spears? Oh, wait, what? I don't know. Is it Britney or either. is it Christina? People are about to get real mad at us. But here's the thing. But then you shop local. What is your problem? Availability of sizes and stock mm-hmm. and selection online. Mm-hmm. You got it all, but so it's, you know, you find what you like, which I have certain things I like, but then there we go. Beth, you got the lyrics, right? Girl, not yet a woman. Googling Brittany. this. It is Brittany. Go Brittany. She has some classics. Um, so that's the, I have like four returns I'm sending back like today and hopes that things. So who knows what I wore at, at the builder show. You know what? It really doesn't matter. No one cares. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cares. Who yeah. cares the most? Whoever's buying the clothes yourself. Beth and I joke. We're like, uh, do you convert shirts? Thank God. Yeah, that's what I'm wearing. With a blazer and my early midlife crisis Nike high tops. Oh, what kind? Do you know what kind? I just got I have, some new ones. I have Are no they white? Like, I don't know the names. They're white and they have a swoosh that wraps around. Okay. Okay. Maybe Are they match. daughter approved? Did your daughter approve these? Oh, yeah. She even okay, said but, I'm not cool okay. enough to cool. wear them. Yeah. Then you know they're good. Yeah. You're not cool enough. There we go. That's I got fine. new ones too. Good. We'll be all in sparkly white shoes all over the Builder Show. It's great. I'm super excited. Super excited. Well, you know, let's get this episode started. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. It is episode 327. I am the ad doctor, the one and only Andrew Peak, And with me today is Jackie Lipinski. Oh. I'll make a name up for you one day. I don't really know what the name will be, but you'll have a great one. And then Beth Russell. Russell. Russell with little hands from Baltimore. Not Baltimore with a T. If you're Baltimore, Baltimore. there's a Baltimore. Baltimore. You know, those Baltimore, what what do you call it if you're from Baltimore? Baltimoreans. Baltimoreans, kind of like a Mandalorian, so that's pretty cool. This is the way. Yeah. Old Bay, Crab Legs. No, 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 no. Old Bay. Steamed crabs, like steamed crabs. Yeah, crabs, blue, the Chesapeake blue crab. Jackie, do you like blue crab? I live on the coast. Of course I love I know, but all, like everything like, seafood. You can like dig through it and all. Like, no, it's amazing. It's great. Snow crab. King Dungeness crab, crab over here. Hmm. Like I'll prefer Maine lobster over Florida lobster. Much better. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, cold, it's like cold, cold water. water, right? Cold yeah. water lobster. So much better. What else is in Baltimore? Um, there's more than murder here. That's our slogan. <laughs> more than murder. And we yeah. could say words. Most words earn. Aren't the errs? We got the O's. The O's? Okay. You're going to see them soon, I think. I'm going to see them. I'm going down to Sarasota for um, spring training, which I am super excited about. It's like an hour from me. Don't. Yeah. I know. I'm not going to see you. I don't like you enough. I'll be sick of you you at that point. Keep keep work separate from travel. That's the the trick. That is the trick. We're we're all over the place, which by the way, Chicago for the summit. Yeah. That's my. Everyone get on that VIP list because it's a Wednesday, Thursday. So then it makes it so easy to stay the weekend if you want to stay the weekend in Chicago. So good. Chicago. Yeah. I've only the been location, once. it has great it. walkability. You can walk to all the museums. Yeah. I was just there in November. I stayed like six hotels away from where we're 
staying and it was, I, it was wonderful. Nice. So great views. last time we were in Chicago, Jackie and I got lost in the underground tunnels. Ooh, I don't up. even know where we were. Gotham City. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Did let you... me show you around. Where am I? Where's Google <laughs> maps? So we had a great time. Okay. okay. So I'm not mad about it. Interesting. That's good. I'm glad you're here alive and you made it. Survived. So yep. it's all, it's all propaganda on the news that Chicago is not a safe place. It's totally made up, totally made up there. There's parts. There's the, there's parts, there's parts everywhere. There's Same parts with everywhere. Vegas. We are yeah. unhinged today. So I'm gonna jump into my story time to get us focused. Do it. I pretended to be a uh, electrician this past weekend. I crawled you in the survived. attic. I survived at the house. Mm -hmm. It's been, uh, today's Thursday, what, five days. The house is still here. I did everything to code. Assuming that the builder did everything to code, I just I just mimicked what they did. So I added some recessed lighting in our primary bedroom. Do you like my use of primary bedroom? Very good bedroom job. number one. Very safe. So very safe, very safe. We only had a fan which had the light, and the bedroom's bigger. It's like maybe like eighteen by sixteen. I don't know. It's it's excessive. I'm like, man, our bedroom is so dark. On the last episode, I mentioned this brand Govee, G-O-V-E, -E, mm -hmm. lighting. I got those lights, had great reviews. I bought a whole bunch of wire. It's stupid expensive, by the way. I had no idea. Like, I'm like, this is like $90 for like 50 feet. Are you kidding me? What in the world? They were more expensive than the lights, the wiring was. Mm -hmm. Went up in the attic. A few weeks before that, we added in um, foam insulation, which was spraying. And part of the process, they vacuum out all the blown-in insulation. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad we did that. Like, it's so easy to like actually see what's happening up in the attic when it's just like two by fours and then above you, it looks like you're in the upside down and stranger things like all this, like bubbly foam spray foam stuff looking at you. Long story short, added four lights, did all the wiring myself. So proud of myself. First time I turned it on. It just worked connected to Alexa. I can say, Alexa, Hi. good morning. Is that your Oops, Alexa voice? Hmm. Good Alexa. Good Alexa. Alexa. Good evening. Alexa, chili vibes, whatever you want to do. We have a bunch of routines set up for the colors because it's, it changes colors, whatever color you want. Okay. Alexa, Yellowstone time. And then it makes it like you're in Montana. Mm. Awesome. So I'm actually surprised. So shout out to the brand. Like it, it works extremely well. Go V. And I got to be Tim the Taylor on from home improvement and put lights in the ceiling. Isn't so that put, incredibly empowering? It is. Um, to me, it's a fun challenge, especially because it's, there's all different ways to do it. Are they wired in series or parallel? If mm -hmm. one goes out, does it stay on? Does it not stay on? It's all low voltage stuff. So it's relatively safe to me. Like as long as the colors are the same colors you're connecting, yeah. you're probably okay. Um, then I had this tool that cut a perfect little circle in the ceiling. I'm like, this actually isn't that bad. It still took me literally all day to do because mm -hmm. I'm like, how yeah. to do this, how to do that. I had to go to Home Depot like three times to get this and that. <laughs> and then I had the kids helping me and they're like, they can't go up the ladder into the attic. So I'm like, Hey, I need this. What do you need? I'm like, I need this. So I'm like, I had to crawl out of the ceiling, all that stuff. Do you but have yeah, an electrician buddy? Like I, every time we, I do anything, I, I do, but they're now. like old retired guys that are like, they're golfing on the weekend or they're doing something on their boat. Cause electricians do really well. If they were, if they were good electricians, like people need them. Right. So this seems simple enough. I didn't have to call anyone because it just. I wired it up, made everything work, and it just turned on and was great. Nice. So we're yeah, really proud of you, Andrew. Thanks. Way to go. Thanks. You know, cross it off my list. If I have to do it again, I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is awful. I don't know how to do it if it's between the floors. Like, because we have two floors. Like, what do you do if it's on the first floor? Add lights. I have no idea. Don't know what you do. I'll find out probably in a month or two. So, <laughs> Jackie, what do you got? What do um, you got? <clears throat> Sorry. Still getting over a little cough for a hundred days now. Um, <laughs> hundred day cough. You got that too. The world's longest <laughs> cough. I know. Um, yeah. I wanted to tell a fun story. So in 2018, one of my bosses was like, Hey, we want to do a lunch and learn where every department does a presentation about what they do. And I remember thinking, what do you mean? Like, you know what I do. I know what I do. It's like show and tell. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Overkill. And they're like, also Jackie, you get to go first. <clears throat> Great. So I get to set the standards. But the fun thing about that was I felt like by diving into everything I do, talking about the online sales process, the sales process, how marketing's involved, how other departments are involved, all every little nitty gritty thing, but also at a high level um, that goes into it. It's, there's kind of like an art form to being able to speak 
to everyone at your company and not just the higher ups. And the amount of times I referenced that seven, um, it was 27 page PowerPoint, like this month alone with builders three times. And I've sent it to builders because I still have it. I'm just like, Hey, here's a lunch and learn presentation. I did because a lot of people, um, are, are kind of coming to that problem occasionally where they're like, how do I speak to everyone? And it's, you don't have to overkill. You don't have to overexplain. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, here's what we do. And here's where to start. And here's how you can talk about it. But if any leaders are listening to this, I think it would be a great fun tool where you do ask each department, like, Hey, do a little presentation and connect the silos so that just nothing is missed because everyone, as you know, is like working really hard. Um, and you don't also want any of their efforts to be like, oh, they're not doing anything. No, no, they're, they're doing a great job. They're doing this and, and here's how they're involved. So, um, no, you can't steal my PowerPoint, but I can't, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I had someone ask me if you're but, paid uh, for it, it's not stealing. So what are, hmm. what are gifts that you're allowed to receive under $50? I'm just kidding. I mean, it's, my heart is, uh, you easily with cheese. I love cheese. cheese with okay. cheese. And it's hard, hard food, cheeses. Food is my, I should a good wheel of Gouda. Give me a good Gouda. wheel of cheese and it, you, you got my heart. a lot of money. I think cash might be better than a giant wheel of Gouda. Fine. Um, I think that's a great idea because I'm sure there's like tension between departments and it's probably mm-hmm. more of just like a lack of understanding than like someone not casual, doing something. Yeah. Like, Hey everyone, we're going to get pizza. We're going to learn what you know, this department does, we did one for land development at the time too, you know, Very and then, cool. and then everyone, of course, we're like, can I get your PowerPoint based my template off of, <laughs> so that was I'm also sure. like, you set the standards too high. So let's keep going. But I think it, I think it's fun. And I think it's also like a low stakes presentation is, is yeah. worth talking about too. What Andrew just said too, about bringing, like reducing some tension. We just had a leadership call where we discussed just that, where there was tension occurring between two departments and they, we like asked how that was going and what was the progress that was being, that had been made, um, since the last time we spoke. And it was really cool because Jackie, they did the same thing where they did like a little presentation of like, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is the impact we can have with you and how we can work together Mm -hmm. to make our brand better and make our company better. And while it didn't move the needle tremendously, it started the process. It started bridging that gap between the two. And they're really starting to see the results from just that one day of getting together. So I think what you said to leaders out there of of giving your people the opportunity, the soapbox to stand on, Mm -hmm. to present in a collaborative and healthy way of of how we can work together can be um, exactly what your company might need during a hard time. Not even a hard time. It's more, I think, just yeah. The hard time maybe of connecting the silos that are the departments though. So, yeah, I think if we, we could probably look at our own lives, personal friends, work, anything. And like, I'd say like the common thread between them, if there's any tension or friction, let's throw in some more corporate words. Like, I don't even know what, what's some good ones there. Circle back. If it's no, yeah, maybe it's no one circling back, right? There's yeah. lack of communication. I think that's probably the core of it. Like there's, not enough communication compared to too much communication as far as creating whatever challenges that might be there. So if you really I also need to would like say the ocean, if there's a marker, yeah, who's like, oh, they don't need to know what I do. Like, I think there's also some that maybe that's not a good mental approach you should have. Like, you should be able to explain up to your leadership what you do and explain to people in and outside departments. So, and it, which is sort of an art form, but um, yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, no, not worth my time. Like marketing is sales is the company. So you have to, to work together. Empathy, understanding how someone feels and acts a certain way. That's always good. That's good there. Beth with that smug face you got on right now, what is your story? Well, I was just so proud because you perfectly set up what I was going to talk about with like unbeknownst to Andrew. I'm watching Um, Yellowstone. So I'm pretty smart these days. I'm a cowboy. (laughs) or something. I'm oh, actually Lord. a genius. Um, so not. earlier this week on Monday, in fact, I met with a group of leaders, marketing leaders within our industry. And we had a lot of talk around like how to incentivize our team, especially mm-hmm. when monetary incentivization is not an option, mm-hmm. right? Because that happens a lot. It's the, the reality of our departments in our industry, we don't have necessarily the ability to 
like provide the bonuses or the, the congratulatory, whatever that we want for our team for a job well done in the form of cash. That's only um, for sales teams. I believe they only yeah, get to do trips just, and stuff just for them. Right? Yeah. Okay. They get to go sure. to, um, Bali and we Bali. get to go to Chili's. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking oh, about like how, and I said, I think that's what separates a, a good leader from a great leader is the, are the, the ones who get to know their people and get to know, we talked about like their professional love language, like what makes them tick? What, how do they like to be recognized? what motivates them as a person. And we really got into this wonderful conversation about different ways that you can find creative celebratory actions or recognition for your team to help them see, be seen and heard. We've talked about before, shout out Elena, and also keep their motivation strong and keep the culture positive. So regardless of what the market's doing, regardless of how many times you're getting your door beaten down, asking for more leads and better leads, your team still feels that motivation and that, um, that drive to keep delivering and keep delivering at a higher level each and every day, regardless of what's in your power and what's out of your power. So I don't know. I, I think that's really powerful because all of us love to be recognized in a, in a different way. There's people that want to be shouted from the rooftops that want, you know, their CEO to know that they're doing a good job. And there's other people that are just like, please don't say my name. I was thinking about someone here that like, don't say my name, despite how amazing she actually is. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't enjoy that attention. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you, know, you have to know that about your team because that yeah. might actually demotivate them if you celebrate them in a way that they don't like. Yeah. So what was the solution as far as if there isn't monetary mm -hmm. and that I'm putting on the spot here and like, like, I don't really want to be like called out, even though it's like positive attention. I just don't like, yeah, I'm good. Like, please don't do that again. That was embarrassing. I, there's <laughs> someone who has a big team that works for a bit, a bigger builder. Okay. And she presented something that she did for her team that I thought was really great that showcases that she knows who they are and what's important to them. So one of the activities that they do in the beginning of the year is set a word for the year. And some people like really like thrive on that word and they really are motivated by that process of doing it. Others, it's just like an activity that they do, right? So when the, the two of her team members did something outstanding and she really wanted to celebrate them, she went on Etsy and she bought like a plaque for them of that word so that they could have that on their desk. And she sent that to the, sent it to them. And they just felt so acknowledged and like, oh, they, she gets me. And it seems like such a she small thing, but it was really powerful to them in that moment. And it took five minutes out of her day, mm -hmm. five minutes. It would take me an hour to find that on that scene. I know I'm really indecisive. I'd be like, but... oh, which one do I get? This one, mean, this one might mean too much, might mean too little. Like, I don't even know. No, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's very cool. Especially like you, I'm sure there could be talk about tension. Like I, you know, we're friends and we follow like builder, the whole builder world on Instagram and Facebook. And so we see like the kind of a little bit more behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, man, that group, they, they go somewhere fun every year, just the salespeople. Then mm -hmm. another group, like, um, they, as a team, the marketing group does things as a team. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. They like, they'll do little trips, whatever to like smaller, smaller things compared to, I'm sure like a trip to the Bahamas with 30 people, that's $150,000, whatever the cost may be. It's a lot of money, but I'm sure there could be some tension there as far as like, Hey, we're, we're driving all these leads and success and we, we don't get to celebrate as, uh, deeply or yeah. as extravagantly mm -hmm. as, as that group. Mm -hmm. So that, that could be interesting. I'm just, I'm really complaining about that right now. Aren't I? We see that um, tension occur a lot, you especially see for online like, sales. Oh yeah, for sure. Because they feel part of the sales team, but they don't always get the same inclusion as the sales team or recognition as the sales team, but that. they're typically motivated in the same way as a sales team because at they're in their heart. Like they are salespeople. Yeah, they are. They're just not the ones working, working the contract. Yeah. I think it's, um, as far as for me, um, I, I think we, we all kind of talk about this cause we, we don't have as so much news to go through. Like motivation for me is knowing I'm making progress on something not necessarily words of affirmation or anything like that, but just like me knowing like, Hey, the lines are going in the right direction. The charts going in the right direction. Or like this person on the team I'm training, like we just hired someone new. 
he's doing absolutely amazing. That's very exciting and motivating to me. Like, Hey, we're doing the right thing. And then hearing, talking to, I'm, I'm not the only person training, training, um, Brant is his name training Brant. Like Sarah's helping out because she's working with this builder with him. Like he's doing amazing. Like, Oh sweet. This is exciting. Seeing that progress. So I, I think if anyone's feeling kind of like lack of excitement or motivation, like I think you could probably look at yourself and be like, Oh, do I feel like I'm making progress? Mm-hmm. Like, do I feel like I'm getting better? Um, whether or not something you could fix or maybe you can't fix, it could be like the builder you're, you're at. It's just hard to find like, well, what can I do better if mm-hmm. you're not being kind of forced with higher expectations? So like, I think higher yeah. expectations is, is good. Like that yeah. motivates people. Not, it doesn't like put more pressure. There is more pressure, but to me, at least my personality, like you kind of need more pressure mm-hmm. to enjoy work, to, to be better. Um, sometimes like before the call, I was like, yeah, we're like looking at me like, oh man, what, what is happening with Andrew? Like, I was like, man, I'm grumpy. I'm, I'm cranky Kevin today. That's what we call Kevin sometimes when he's cranky. Um, he calls himself that too. I'm like agitated Andrew. So I'm trying to work on a video for the Academy and I'm like trying to put it in between the margins and it just doesn't work. So life lesson for everybody. If you're trying to do something that is, can be challenging, like it can't fit between the margins. Like I just need to block probably an hour of time do mm-hmm. it troubleshoot yeah. fail retry cool i get it done in an hour but at least it's done and yeah. i don't do it frequently enough to be able to be able to fit it between the margins mm-hmm. so tying those two things that you just talked about together from a leadership perspective like you have to demand excellence from your team and have to have high expectations set the bar for them so that they're always continuing to be better and you have to hold them accountable for that but you have to do it in a way that there there's room for margin of error Right. And you have to let them fail and let them fail on their own and feel that yeah. so that they can come out of that ditch on their own with like your helping hand. Yeah. But like it's, it's, a, it's a weird dichotomy that occurs sometimes. I feel like sometimes you have the leaders that are like perform, 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 perform. And then you create these people that are so scared to make mistakes that they don't mm-hmm. take any risks at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they never we just, grow. We just had a builder who they were like, oh, I'd really like to learn how to do the face Facebook ads. And then at the end of the meeting, she's like, okay, and I need these two ads done. I was like, okay, get to it. <laughs> like what? I was like, I, I was like, I'm not doing them. We're not. I was like, nope. Uh, well, send me a video. When you get lost, you should build it within the next 48 hours. Here's also a video to get started, yeah. but this needs to be on you now. And the pressure needs to be on you. And we, I checked it in two days. Wasn't done. Followed up after four days. Wasn't done. And it was kind of like, you know, we hold ourselves to standards. Now I have to hold you to the same standards I would expect for myself if we're trying to achieve the same things mm-hmm. here. So oh. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's, that's important. And I would say also, I kind of want to circle back and just give people a fun insight of what we at Do Convert do. Um, we leave it open in Slack to congratulate anyone or anyone's doing above and beyond. And then Friday is kind of just shout out day, right? Where you go, mm-hmm. anyone have shout outs, any wins this week, anyone want to just any other teammate who went above and beyond, like, let's just push forward with where, who we want to just compliment and say thank you to. So we really have that, like, you know, I know we don't all work together, so it's, it's nice to also build each other up in terms of appreciation. Yeah. I love it. It's good. Yeah, it is. Good. Let's pull up, let's pull up the news, but I did decide if we all work together, I think, <clears throat> I think we might hate each other. Like if we were in person, oh, I secretly oh hate you, Andrew. I, I know I would not, like, not can, can, <laughs> there's this closet down the hallway can Andrew work in there I think that, that I hope anyone awesome. listening knows like we all oh, we are all big fans of each other and we love to be horrible yeah. to each other so yeah it's the like sibling relationship just yeah, like the banter back and that's forth it. constantly that, that's very accurate that's very accurate I'm, I'm little <laughs> and big brother all at the same time um, so here we go. Let's go on to the news. This first one from our very own Caroline Ward. I think this is her first blog post. Yeah. yeah. Out of Yay. she's in Richmond, Virginia. She's absolutely amazing. I told her today, I'm like, Caroline, mm. I'm trying to figure out a way to just like copy and paste you control C control V <laughs> just like keep doing that over and over and over. Yeah. It's not possible yet, but maybe one day we could, we could do that. Yeah. Cloning, brain, cloning yeah. artificial intelligence care. We'll call it Caroline. My name is Caroline. So long story short, this one is keeping the fire alive strategies for post community launch success. Um, I think it's a, it's a perfect reminder of like, Hey, there's still work after you, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. Here's pre-sale without fail behind building certainty 
by Julie Jarnigan is in here. There's still work, there's still work after you launch your community. Um, what was y'all's favorite takeaways from, from the blog post from Caroline? Um, I think one thing for me, just kind of glancing over it again, and I landed on the beef up your website content. And it's something that I see a lot of, like, Mm -hmm. I see this so often where it's like, okay, I've done the presale without fail. I've done all this. And I followed the process and I launched the community and it just kind of sits there in the digital world, like just stagnant. It's not growing. And you have to remember to share everything, share you know, tell the story, update the images from just the Mm -hmm. dirt and then the lot, like to the homes actually being built. Um, Don't just wait for the model home. If you're waiting for the model home, like continual, continuously add to it and bring that community to life. Because to her point, like it, it needs to keep thriving. It needs, the momentum needs to be maintained. And you can do a lot of that through strong content and updates. Yeah. I've, I've been seeing a lot of success with the building up of FOMO and if you're missing out. So even don't forget, like if you had a hundred people on your interest list and 20 people showed up, there were still 80 people who maybe you didn't interact with. So you really need to re-engage with those people. And that's the show your progress. Your OSC walks the site. You build people like, oh, making sure to to show that message to those people and, and the other people who might be on the list, like build up that FOMO, let them know that they missed out. And then also um, just as a marketer who's who's done launches, <clears throat> one thing that might not be in here, but is also just like, make sure you, you have a lot of lessons learned so that every time you move forward, you go, we could have improved this post event. We mm-hmm. let's focus on this the event. And then also um, I loved her like capture the happy moments. Like, like make sure you're using that content you created the day of as much as you can, because it's, it's the easiest way to capture content. So um, don't forget that, but great job, Caroline. It's, you know, it's not easy to write a blog post. No, I think a lot putting, of people doesn't say putting it, what's the hidden message. Mm, what's the hidden, hidden message in all of this? Like, and you what you were the just first saying, letter of every paragraph, it has a message. Is that help me, Easter egg. Help me, Caroline. I'm stuck here. D-O-B-I. But in pre-sale without fail, a huge part of it is the social proof, right? We have those events to create the social proof. And what Caroline is basically telling you is you need to continue to create that social proof, that FOMO, Jackie, that you were just talking about. Like, yeah, people bought. People are ready. They're interested. You missed out. Look at these happy faces. You missed out. You're a loser. Um, So mine is, (laughs) it's almost like it needs a... um, (laughs) You're a loser. Uh, PL, PL, let's say PLP. Everyone loves acronyms. Pre-sale FL is what? P-S-F-W-F. So this will be post-launch process. Thinking about those 80 people that could not make it to the thing on the weekend or just aren't ready to pull the trigger. After launch, I feel like we should just have this mental expectation. We could be lying to ourselves, and that's totally okay. It's okay to be a little bit Delulu, as the cool kids say. But let's say the launch is on Saturday. Sunday, mm-hmm. like something better changed on the website, like mm-hmm. Beth pointed out and Jackie pointed out as far as like capturing the moments, that that's exactly what Caroline put, capture the happy moments, show your progress, host events, beef up your website content. Three out of those four are pretty much content related mm-hmm. after it launches. So it better like flip the switch and there should be more. I think it should just be ready to go. And maybe you dedicate like for me, like I need to, to get the work done. I have to do, I can't fit it between the margins. Like this should be like, here's three hours of time of dedicating to that page on yeah. Monday morning, whatever day it is, or you did a Friday and it's scheduled. You could push it on Sunday, however your website works. But I think those people are like, that will continue the momentum, making sure the website is now it's live. It's a real community. It's, it's, it's living. It's not just like, Hey, it launched and it's Wednesday. And they're like, Hey, it still says to sign up for the VIP list. What's going on there? Yeah. That'd be a bad look. Well- Maybe I should bring up that story. I had a builder who was oh, like, I don't, know, I don't know what's happening with my community. It's not doing well. They had launched months ago and the salespeople, it still said coming soon on oh, all the no. signs. The signs. So always just make they sure drive by them every day. everything. There has to be a checklist of like things that need to be turned off, swapped on a certain yeah. date. Too. I think that's what you're getting to, Andrew. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> they drove by the signs. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. It is crazy. Well, let's go into the next one. This one is cool. I'd say this is from Redfin and Builder Online. Um, from Builder Online, homeowners are staying put twice as long as they did in 2005. Compared with six and a half years in 2005, the typical homeowner is staying in the home they own for 11.9 years. 
So I say Redfin because they this is this article is based off of all the data that Redfin put together. That's called homeowners today stay in their homes twice as long as they did five, driven largely by older Americans aging yeah. in place. So that one has all of the data. Um, to me, it's really interesting. It's just thinking about the people I know in this age bracket, my parents. I'm like, man, they, they have no intentions of leaving their home despite they're on half an acre, which is not that much land, right? Half an acre, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. that's not much. But like where I'm at, that's quite a bit of land. Like it's excessive to have like 80 something oak trees. It's a lot of work to maintain. They enjoy it. Maybe, I, I don't know. To me, I'm like, I don't, I want like a two bedroom, two bath downtown. I don't want a car when I'm that age, 60, whatever. I want to walk to the coffee shop, walk to the grocery store. Actually, I don't want to go to the grocery store. I'm going out every meal of the day. That's what I want. But these, they're just staying in place. I don't know why, because I don't live at home with my parents anymore, but that could be an influence. What, what do y'all think? Because they, they didn't have like data on like, this is why it was all kind of like, um, Snapshot. assumptions or, or logic, mm -hmm. like, Hey, there's more millennials staying home, Gen Z, whatever the other generations are. I'm sure interest rates are I mean, combining. Yeah. Into two. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of factors, but there's also, you know, is there product available that would also make them move? So, or, yeah. um, I don't know if it was addressed in here, but just 40% of boomers have lived in their home for at least 20 years. Like, but is it referencing also a second home? Like, oh, mm -hmm. true. you know, I was wondering so, that same thing. Um, yeah, how's so the data collected? Holding on to one. every time. I know. We want to know how the data is collected because I didn't even think about that. We're what if they have nerds. a second home? So they're just keeping their primary residence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not actually there. They're actually somewhere else more often. So actually, wait, if that's the case, they, for their some primary of them, address is in Maryland, but they're spending all their their winters down in there Augusta. in Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's what it is, is just, I think people see the value more every, every, every single day of just holding on to their houses, holding onto their land. And when we talk to builders who have this like 55 in age plus product, I mean, it's consistent with, um, and Andrew, you can go into the banana analogy if you want, yeah, but it's banana. consistent regarding, I hear it, it's very, uh, the, so much pause. It just takes so much longer. And it yeah. might be because it's like, well, I guess I don't really need to sell. Hmm, I'm just looking like they have the time as much time in the world. So unless a house perfectly fits what they're looking for, it seems like they'll just shrug their shoulders and be like, eh, I don't, yeah. I don't need to move. So, but Andrew, for anyone's curious, do you want to yeah. explain the banana analogy? The banana analogy, which I'm 99% sure this is from Kevin. So copyright and trademark Kevin Oakley, do you convert? Um, yeah. we were talking about 55 plus communities, how they can be a challenge to get momentum going and Kevin, I'm nine, I'm pretty sure it was Kevin, but Kevin, if you let me borrow it, I'll borrow it. Older people, 55 plus prefer to not buy unripened bananas. They want ripe bananas because they're going to die soon. They can't, I'm just, that's not it. So yeah. essentially it's, this is really, this is a dark episode. So if you have a community and it's like, amenities coming soon and you're like here's where the clubhouse will be here's where the what else is 55 plus pickleball is going to be here's where the dance lesson salsa is going to be here's where the golf cart parking is going to be all this stuff going to be mm -hmm. going to be sure empty promises going i've seen this happen a few times I, i'm twice your age yeah. young man i've seen this happen you you're just you've been around a block once you know they're town salesperson like sure sure so they're waiting until there's actually evidence that's going to be there. So there's some like mistrust, I think is going to be it. There's also like, they want to see it before they're going to buy it. Like they're not mm -hmm. just like, there's skepticism. For some reason, there's skepticism of that. But if they get a text from the post office saying your package is here, fill out your credit card information, they're willing to sign up to be scammed, right? This the generation. So it's really kind of comical. Um, but essentially that's the analogy is that ripe bananas is what will sell not the unripened ones for yeah. the 55 plus. they're they're ready they want to go in the moment they don't want to wait for the things to be yeah. done so unless your community and things are ready to go sometimes they'll be more likely to pause and i would also just like to say a funny comment that came up in a builder meeting was okay everyone think about i'm sure some older people are going to roll their eyes um think about what 55 plus is and then know that jennifer aniston is 55 you know so sometimes like make sure, Anderson. yeah, but She's I'm just saying like, a lot of people think like it's this other thing and it's like, no, they're, they're, they're excited. They're active and they're usually fairly healthy people. So you know, who else is 55 plus Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Oh, yeah. 
Who else? Anyway, let's right we're already on a tangent. Let's keep going. Let's, let's keep going. Well, I mean, on the opposite end of this, it did talk about how millennials aren't staying on their home in their homes as long. And they did propose that there's a possible mm-hmm. reason is that they're more than they're more likely to shift jobs and move jobs mm-hmm. around. Um, which is yeah. completely accurate from my observations yeah. Of, yeah. of amongst my peers. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So I thought that was interesting. For sure. What I thought, um, just adding adding more interesting um, things is the the red on um, pro not pro but builder online links to Redfin and it has the the chart as far as like the homeowner tenure to twenty twenty three and it has Atlanta all the way down to um, Washington D C. Um, first of all, L A. and Baltimore. 15 years, then 18 years for LA as far as the, the tenure goes, as far as keeping the home. So this makes me feel mm-hmm. like it's just like average home ownership time mm-hmm. period, not necessarily like, it just makes me think like owning the home versus living in the home. Those are completely separate data points. Like this is this, mm-hmm. so this is accurate, but it's like, I don't think like the staying your home in, for 18 years in LA, like that seems wild or Pittsburgh is 15 years. Like are people just like, they're more likely to be two home, second homeowners. Like they're, they'll have a second home somewhere. I don't know. I want, I want more information on this versus Orlando is eight years. Yeah. So it's almost like these kind of destination or snowbird esque locations have a lower number. And maybe it's because of that versus anything else. Like as far well, as. And do you remember that very interesting, someone put in a comment in the all access group. They're like, oh, we'd really like to create marketing strategies, targeting these people. Since people only stay in their houses about, they said six years, we want to target our old home buyers at six years. And we're like, oh. uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where you're getting your data, but don't prioritize that as like, I don't know, and you can't make people move. They have to have right. to have a decision behind it. So if that's like a big initiative for you. Like maybe reconsider at least lower that on the totem pole of yeah. and i i think they'd have the same actions as someone who like someone searching for home will look like someone yeah. searching for home regardless if they bought a home six years ago from you so i think their strategy was like how can we how can we re-engage people who previously bought from us we already have their email their contact yeah. information is there something we could do special for them maybe maybe not and i was like i think those people are probably the least likely to buy again if they bought six years ago you think about like they might be kind of trapped in their home they have amazing equity but their mortgage maybe has a hundred thousand dollar balance on it at three and a half percent to trade that for seven hundred, six hundred K at five, six percent. Even though they have massive equity to move, they might be like, I'm good. My mortgage is twelve hundred dollars. But yeah, that's I think we I think we sometimes overthink the buyer sometimes as far as their action. If we're looking mm-hmm. at what can we do on Facebook and what can we do on Google, it's much more limited. Mm-hmm. In-person conversations, as far as sales, yeah, they need to understand the buyer significantly more than I think we need to on marketing, as far yeah. as distri- as far we- as like distributing ads. Yeah, you. It's not our job to overcome objections. Yeah, it's okay. So beautifully okay. said. Beautifully said. Is that it for the news? Um, actually, there's one more. This is an odd one. What do we What do we feel about this? Welcomehomes.com. So this is a site. I think Kevin sent it to everybody. I think welcomehomes.com. Mm-hmm. Review a property for buildability. Get an instant analysis of the feasibility and estimated price for a welcome home. The company's name is Welcome Home. The best way to build a new home, we're using technology, we're using technology to, to make home building easy, personalized, and stress-free. This seems like a lot of promises. Ooh, yeah. and yeah, I'm on their website after I'm trying to go to just view all the available floor plans yep. that I can have. I have to sign up. Interesting. Yep. Oh, so. It's okay. it's kind of hard to get a feel for it from a user perspective and to go through the process because you do have to sign up. Yeah. But yeah. if you click on the builder tab, okay, it click says up. four partners and then four builders. Click you can the builder join tab. their platform. Okay, four builders. Build your business with both. Yeah. Okay, so this is like a home builder syndication site. Yeah, it's so when I when we first are you an investor first of all we need I know I'm I'm (laughs) not an investor (laughs) but when we first I remember when we first um started talking about this platform I don't recall this being an option maybe I missed it previously but I wonder it would be interesting from an on your lot perspective is this a way where people with land 
can go view different builders floor plans and see which one they like on their specific property and what it might actually like from that perspective, it's like, Oh, there's something that could be there, but it looks like this one is just, we can be a builder and they can choose one of these home sites. That's already loaded or one of these floor plans, okay. sorry, that's already loaded. And you can just be the builder that builds for them. But I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, it's um I mean it seems really cool. It's a little confusing. Like, okay, so I it looks I assume they're based out in New York somewhere, northeast, because the GPS, like you click on properties mm -hmm. and it goes to the northeast. This is definitely good. If you're if you're listening, this might be good to switch over to the video um and 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 see us talk about it. it might be a little easier. And you can navigate the website. But it pulls up this address, one five eight Leary Road in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful home. 1.9 million that's a little bit a little bit under my budget so but i'll still i'll still consider it um property is listed at 99k the actual land it seems really cheap and that's an acre um then construction estimates 1.8 okay so it's almost like a build on your lot syndication site is that mm -hmm. the easiest way to put it there we go now we understand it like build it. on your lot syndication just pretty cool concept if you have I guess if yeah. you have land it's, or you don't it need is land. It's interesting though. If you like move around the country a little bit, that price does not change. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Which I, I think we all know, like if I'm going to build in, uh, uh, Macon, Georgia, which if you've been through Macon, they got a little bit more than bacon and that's it. Um, like that's going to be a lot less money to build in Macon than in the Northeast. So that house should be much different. Although. The rendering, I, I love the renderings are beautiful. Whoever's doing those, like I, I like the vibe of them. Like they, they feel. Yeah. I already feel like I'm like, I'm wealthy looking at these things, don't you? I don't. Mm -hmm. it's just, they're they're done really well, extremely well. So shout out to whoever's doing that stuff. Yeah, I want to see I want to see this develop. And I want I want to learn more about it and, and definitely see this develop more. Um, that would be something I think all on your lot builders would yeah. love to see. How can we probably partner with more landowners? Put our homes on their property and then maybe there's some type of partnership yeah. there as far as like bringing deals to people i like it too i like it too well speaking of things we like and don't like let's do some favorites and hates got any haterade going on beth what do you like i don't have days? any haterade usually i feel like i have some haterade to like be a little spicy about but i don't really feel like i, I do i mean my my favorite was going to be just talking. We already kind of did it when we first started, which was just about the builder show. I mean, we'll be wrapping up. It's the last day by the time this drops. Um, but I just think that it's really important to find your people and a builder show is, is a great opportunity to do that. The content is great. Like definitely attend, get some educational events in and, and things like that, but take advantage of the networking and getting to know people and, and finding your tribe outside of just your organization. Like, don't be afraid. If you're going with a group of people from your company, don't be afraid mm -hmm. to detach. Ignore them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and go make friends elsewhere. <laughs> Come find us. We will adopt anybody. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's perfect. <laughs> Why are we saying that this is after the builder show? <laughs> no. Come find We're going to be at the airport by the time we'll come airport. find us. Like, I'll still be there. Us. I'm going to be going to China Poblano. Okay. China. You know, I, I was talking about the restaurant. It should be like China Poblano. Like they just, they should mispronounce all the words when you actually say it. Um, I'm excited for that dinner, but I think, yeah, this is post builder show mind to me. What I, one thing I agree with you on Beth, like, I think almost everyone is open to conversation. Everyone is yeah. open to like, Hey, you want to get coffee? I'm getting coffee on something like, let's go, let's walk together. Like, I think the vibe is is very open and welcoming and and a good place to meet people. But you yeah. do have to put yourself out there. But then if you you kind of realize after the fact, like, oh, everyone's kind of in the same position. Like there's yeah, there's the circles of like these people know each other for four hundred years, this group mm -hmm. here, this group here. Um, so it could be it could feel awkward kind of breaking into that, but it's not like it's closed circles by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to Everybody hear everyone's like key takeaways and the wrap ups and see everyone's pictures. Yeah. So this will be an exciting day next week. LinkedIn's, LinkedIn's definitely going to be busy for like three weeks. Going to be popping. Going to be popping. It'll be popping. <laughs> yes, there will be. Okay. So that's going to be my hate. Going to be hate. Um, I think pre builder show and post builder show, there is a, this is like inside baseball, like 
there's just an abundance of more content being pushed, right? Mm -hmm. And think of it from a marketing perspective. Like don't be market, don't be marketed to by marketers, right? It's the builder show. It's the beginning of the year. There's more attention on change and making progress and improving things, all that sort of behavior is happening. Mm-hmm. If you sell services, if you're a vendor, like, hey, you're listening to the podcast, like people are going to push more to gather the attention for people who are looking to make change. So just like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm just going to be off of like Instagram and Facebook for like till March. Like we're good. And then it dies down. And it's just like things get overhyped. That shouldn't be overhyped. <clears throat> I'm very, I'm a very skeptical person, but I'm like, man, if there's some, if there's any more AI talk, like I'm going to let's just like well, get it out of I'm here. Gonna, I'm going to say Kevin's Andrew. article. That's a favorite. Read it in all, all access. I think to bookend Caroline's article, you can't lose momentum sometimes. Yeah, and especially some people, I think that's what you're saying is like, you should always view this vocal. You should not let the momentum be gone yeah. just because we're not seeing people in person. Like the consistency of any marketing strategy is consistency is key for mm-hmm. success. So loud before, loud after, but you have to like have a six month game plan after this too, if you're, um, if that's important to your business. So yeah, hundred percent. And do I have another favorite? Um, I'm just really liking Yellowstone watching this stupid show. I have to watch it now. It's, it's addicting. Um, it's good. It, um, yeah, I'd say, watch it. It's wild. You're going to go now. My go and watch it right now. Park. Oh, do I want to go to Montana? I don't know. Not after watching it's Yellowstone. So don't go to Montana. I went horseback riding and whitewater rafting on 4th of July in Yellowstone wearing okay. an American flag shirt. Like I love like <laughs> Yellowstone is just like my, what are you drinking? I feel like I have like a Budweiser or something. It was the first time I ever had my favorite drink, which is a, um, be American. Uh, it's, in a med- it's in the cup. No, it's a, a mule. It's a oh, the Moscow. Moscow Mos- mule. I don't even drink. Oh. And I knew that. I know. Well, so, I was like, what's Russian that word? Drink. I haven't, I haven't drank since like, what's that? I think it's ginger okay. beer, vodka and lime and mint. So, so good. I say, I think also the key to my heart. <laughs> the key to your heart. I will. I enjoy those. That's I like tarty. That and cheese flavors. That, that and cheese. cheese, hard cheese yeah. and I used to live like next Wisconsin. Like, yeah. Anyway, my, my favorite tour talking about national parks, um, though, is I'm going to Banff, Canada, which I have been like, how do you spell that? B-A-N-F-F. Um, I'm going in August and the amount of vlogs that I've seen of oh, gosh. people who have yeah, taken yeah. vacations and uploaded their recommendations. And usually Andrew, I think it might be like you where I'm like, Oh, if I have to watch another one of these, but when I am addicted and when I want to consume oh, yeah. that content, it, it, it fills my heart. Cause I'm like, okay, I know what to do. Okay. To I only have this. four days. I want to, I want to go here in my four days and I'll have two kids and I don't want to be eaten by a bear. So what's the, what are the best steps and not so <laughs> well, I don't want to go on any trails that are not, I, I kind of do want to go on the busier trails. Yeah. I want to go on the tourist there. things. So I'm, I can't run with a baby on my backpack. No. So um, this looks the guy in the video, the oh, this, I know this. he's had like five grizzly bear sightings. So I was like, oh, okay. But um, so vlogs and I was talking to Julie earlier. Cause I was like, man, if instead of saying, Hey, maybe you should work with an influencer for builder partners, but Hey, maybe you should like have someone do their a vlog series as they build a home with you. That's the same thing. So 100%. don't worry. So yeah, this place looks amazing. B A N F F. Yeah. Bam. I thought you were saying it's my 10 year wedding anniversary. So that's why I'm like going. I'm looking at this lake. What's it? It's like Vermilion. What's something? What's it just had the name of? Moraine, I think. Vermilion Lakes. That looks insane. So what's interesting, I talked about this other, uh, I think like a month ago. So you're in this, or maybe you have ADHD. You might have ADHD. So they would call this (laughs) this hyper fixation. So you're totally fine over indexing and being like obsessive about it right Occasionally. So you're, you're like kind of hunting if you're missing out you're like hunting for more hunting yeah. for more information you're hunting 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 <laughs> and the and that's dopamine right you're seeking dopamine mm-hmm. that's what that's and you feel great like it's positive it's exciting it's exhilarating all the sort of like feelings home buyers do the same thing mm-hmm. but if we don't have that content for them they'll mm-hmm. find it elsewhere they'll go to the competitor and then all of a sudden all that positivity that emotion is built with another builder potentially unless they don't have the home site, the pricing, the location, it really doesn't matter. But then ideally you're able to like capture all that momentum. And that's why I think when we talk about this, like having the emotional momentum continuous, continuous, it's 
as soon as you're settled enough on something with, with band, you'll kind of yeah. die off and then you'll like, you'll kind of be gone. So how can we like keep that momentum going by educating, educating, which I think this is like, this should probably be in the beginning. Tilson, we talked about them. They have Tilson live on Tuesdays. They build that momentum extremely well for their on your lot builders. They have content every week and they have so much content. You could seriously spend like two years listening to like two binging. or three videos per week, binging, binging, binging. And I think for an on your lot buyer, like they could probably take years to make a decision, but yeah. who they build the trust mm -hmm. with the person who had hundreds and hundreds of hours of content to do it. So that's fun. You're in this hyperfixation phase. It's so exciting. I want to go here. This, these pictures look absolutely ridiculous. Like it looks, it looks like an alien planet, except it's earth. Um, so, <laughs> so there's that, right? I mean, this like yeah. jewel of it's the jewel of the Canadian Rockies or something, whatever. I don't know. It looks ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop talking. Um, do I, am I supposed to read the thing at the end? I say this every time, but no one tells me. Olivia, uh, let's, it's recorded. I think Olivia should say it. Olivia needs to be on the podcast. Just like, so, she says, no, you're, you're fine. fine. <laughs> oh, come on. Keep this in. You're fine. You're a human. You can talk. Okay. See y'all later. Until next time. Bye. See you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one? Or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peek, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.